0: three two one all right welcome back to the bushnell project and making marriage great really discipling men of all ages and what it is to be godly men it has been quite a long time since i have done a podcast so we are back and looking forward to pressing on with all that god has for us it's been a crazy season with the pandemic um and everything else that's been going on in our country and in the world. So it's good to be back behind the microphone here and, and looking at God's Word and sharing with you guys a little bit. We'll get back to Genesis and, and what we're starting there, uh, dealing with a lot of the lineage, and I had put together some notes on that. look forward to sharing with you guys more. But wanted to just sort of, as coming back, uh, share a little something that God's been doing in my life Um And it's out of Psalms 39, interesting enough. So looking at heaven, there's a C.S. Lewis quote where he says that we must be so heavenly minded that we are of some earthly good. And he's sort of combating the idea that we need to be about the world and be involved in everything going on in our world and not have our minds set on heaven. Otherwise, we'll be of no use. And his argument back was that we are of no use unless we are heavenly minded. And that we have our eyes on God, and that we have our our thoughts really on eternity. There is an eternity coming for every living being, and that we are to uh, keep that in mind. So, my challenge for us today is out of out of Psalms thirty nine, and it says this in the ESV verse four and five. Oh Lord, make me. Know my end, and what is the measure of my days? Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my days a few hand breaths, and my lifetime is as nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. And then we pause for effect. So, the 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 life is but a vapor, is the way a someone like John Piper puts it when he writes about it. So. As in recognizing that this is the day that the Lord has made, help us to rejoice, Lord, and be glad in it, is also an acknowledgment that this may be our last day. None of us is promised tomorrow. And in light of eternity or having our minds set on heaven, what are we doing now for eternity? Those kind, kind of thoughts have been ringing through my ears. And obviously, I'm not a young man anymore, and so there can be a aspect of that that has more to do with my age. But for me to provoke others unto thinking these ways I don't think is a a bad thing. We we don't want to get morbid. We don't want to get too locked down into these kind of thoughts. But here's from the New Living Translation. I like the way that verses 4 and 5 read from Psalms 39 again in, in the New Living Translation. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you at best. So Each of us is but a breath. So a reminder today that none of us are promised tomorrow. This might be my last podcast, and it might not be. I don't know. I do know that if God allows me more days, that my desire is to do more podcasts, but should he take me home, then obviously this is my last podcast. So that that's the reality. So then if this is my last day, how am I living today? So to ponder that, spend a little time, gentlemen, praying about that, thinking on that, chewing on that. If you're married, maybe having a, a short conversation with your wife about that, uh, and even praying, praying for her, praying for the two of you, and asking God really for... The, what is the vision, how should I live in light of eternity, how shall I live today, making the most of today, yet not being foolish in how we uh, do or don't save money, how we do or don't go into debt, how we do those kind of things, right? So there's a lot of things that God gives us wisdom for in God's Word, and just because we think today might be my last day doesn't mean now we go and violate all those principles. And so Crying out to God, Lord, help me understand your vision for my life. What is your vision for me for today? And if you give me more breath and more days, more weeks, more months, more years, more decades, what does that look like? So we know, for instance, in Deuteronomy chapters five and six, that he tells us, as uh, he tells fathers and parents to raise up your children in the love of the Lord, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And have these things in your heart and then teach them to your children as you as you uh, sit and eat, as you walk by the trails, as you lay down at night. You're teaching them to your children and to your grandchildren. So a big view of God's vision for your life, for all of us, is how we disciple those who God has placed under us. In the case of Deuteronomy 5 and 6, it's our children. If you don't have children, God's going to give you... Um, other people in your life. And even if you do have children, God's going to give you other people in your life, depending on how you are in those areas. So we are all to do that. And that's, that's, not, a, that's not for some and then not for others. That is pretty, a pretty big commandment, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And love your neighbor as yourself, is what Jesus would say is the greatest commandment. And so with that, we are, with that heart, with that heart for God, with that mind for God, uh maintaining our body, therefore our strength for God, uh, feeding our soul, our spirit, God's word, therefore our soul for God, right? Loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and then loving your neighbor. So these are these are things that are are not um are not optional, not optional, right? And then as we if you become a parent, then there's another non-optional, and that is in how you, not your, uh, not your children's pastor or your youth pastor or even your your pastor, how you train up your children. And so um, we can get into a long conversation about what it says in Ephesians about equipping the saints. There's definitely a role of the church. It does take a village. Hillary Clinton got part of that right in her book, uh, but the reality is it takes a a church, the body of Christ, and that is by the, the leaders equipping the average Joes, if you will, the average moms and dads, and how to raise their children, and the average husbands on how to really love and cherish their wives, and how to help wives respect their husbands. And so the whole family aspect is the, is what matters the most. The church is there as a community to strengthen the families and to help parents raise up the next generation and a generation after that in the love of the Lord. So, all right, so I've gone on for a little bit, and we're coming up on longer than five minutes here, almost to eight minutes, and so apologize for that. I try to be right around five minutes. We might change that format, but I am back. I pray to be back, hopefully back a, a whole lot the rest of this month and next. So hope, uh, Hope you're glad that I'm back, and we'll talk to you guys soon. God bless you. May the Lord bless you. May He open your eyes and and ears to His Word and to the ministry of His Word and the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. God bless you guys. Have a good day.